welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Nicholas Kuzmich. He is the founder of a website with that same name, and we'll spell it at some point. It'll be in the show notes, uh, nicholaskuzmich.com. He's also the creator of the Art of Lead Generation Intensive and the Alliance Group. He's a Facebook advertising strategist, and we're going to talk uh, quite a bit about Facebook today for top entrepreneurial thought leaders, such as a division of Tony Robbins Group, as well as other authors and business coaches and, you know, people who need Facebook advertising. So, Nicholas, thanks for joining me. Uh, John, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the time. So, let's jump right into uh, Facebook. Facebook is certainly been around now. It's matured, and it's certainly be- been proven as a an advertising vehicle, but not only an advertising vehicle, probably the hottest, one of the hottest advertising vehicles right now for certain types of businesses. But uh, let me ask you your thought. Um, is Facebook for every business, every kind of business, no matter what you're selling? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the short answer to that is, is absolutely yes. Um, the only times I've seen it actually not work for somebody is simply when they don't know how to proper, properly use the platform. Um, so it's less of a question of if it's for you or if it's not for you. It's how can you best set up uh, or, or be set up so that you could utilize it to, to work best for your business. So is that a matter of conversion? Is that what you're saying? So like it'll drive traffic to anybody. It's whether or not somebody can make it pay is based on their funnel or their process for for, for converting? Yeah, I think it's two things. I, th- I think number one, it's understanding how the platform works and how you play within the platform uh, as being like step one. And right. then step two is definitely understanding the conversion game and understanding that, you know, cold social traffic converts very differently than some other forms of traffic that you might be getting and understanding those nuances to make it work for you. Well, so let me, let, let's elaborate on that. How, how does it how does it convert differently? I mean, is it just much slower? You have to do much more education or is it much faster and they just need snack size, you know, little bits? Yeah, I think it's it's it like from a from a very specific standpoint of view. Uh, yeah, it's micro content versus macro content, and it's slow nurture. So it's like it, you'll never go from cold to sold right away. You're gonna yeah. go from you know cold to warm up to to nurture then to sell. And I think the easiest way to understand it is to really understand what the platform is. Uh, a lot of advertisers who go onto Facebook forget the very fundamental fundamental presence that Facebook is a social platform. Yeah. So unlike you know Amazon.com or unlike eBay or some of these other platforms, or even lit- or even like Google, where somebody well, yeah. s- searches and they're actually looking for something. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. a lot of people go to these platforms with credit card in hand, right. ready to buy. I don't know anybody right. who wakes up in the morning with credit card in hand, going to Facebook and saying, "I'm looking for something to buy today." So it's yep. just understanding that nuance difference there yeah so are we at a point and maybe you know i asked you this question in six months you'll have a different answer are (laughs) we at a point where it's becoming too commercial like people are going to start tuning out because you know it was sort of novel to advertise on facebook but now everybody's doing it Right. I think if you're going to approach Facebook the way that most traditional direct response marketing is taught, then yes, it's going to get very crowded. You're going to start overpaying for impressions and it's going to be a very strong you know, uphill battle. However, again, if you go back to understanding the true essence of what Facebook is and you play within that space, then I don't think Facebook is going anywhere and you're going to be able to dominate your market as a result. So one of the I don't know. At one point, it used to be considered a, uh, you know, a very uh, 
advanced technique, but it seems like it's become uh, almost normal fare now, especially when you're talking about cold traffic. This idea of uh, of running ads to give away, maybe without even asking for a sign-up, and then retargeting. Um, right. Is that, um, is that really become sort of standard play now? Uh, I think it's, it's now becoming a representation of people catching on to how uh, you know, social traffic or specifically Facebook traffic works. Now, is that a good strategy to use? Yeah, but I think it even goes back further where, you know, someone, uh, people ask me all the time, how do you define marketing? Um, and, and, and for me, my definition of marketing is kind of twofold. It's first, it well, I mean, in its core, it's establishing preeminent positioning uh, in your marketplace. Mm-hmm. And then the second phase of marketing then is to reinforce that position over and over and over again. Because I think all commerce happens from the place of you being seen as an authority uh, or a thought leader or some sort of representation of leadership in your marketplace. And so one of the you know ideas behind that is, yeah, well, if you give away content, that helps establish you as an authority and then you can retarget them. But but very much so. It's, the name of the game is just... Um, uh, as Gary Vaynerchuk even says, you know, jab, 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 right hook. It, it's not always asking or taking, but it's a bit of a give first. And part of that give has to be strategically designed to establish yourself as an authority. So I'd buy that 100%. But how does the person just getting started maybe in their market, just trying to build some some growth, especially somebody like a service practitioner that might say, well, I'm just an accountant like everybody else uh, says. Right. Same. I mean, and obviously, you know, that's part of the problem is, is <laughs> sure. saying I'm an accountant like everybody else. But how, you know, how do those businesses really get into the game now that it's pretty crowded space? Yeah. Know, everybody wants to be an authority. Everybody yeah. wants to call themselves an authority at least. <laughs> of course. Well, we, I mean, we follow a very simple but you know, profound uh, four-step approach. I call it the 4M, you know, floodgate system. And it's kind of what we found. See, a lot of people, when they go after Facebook uh, initially, they feel like the the vast bulk of making it work is understanding the technicalities right. of the ad platform in and of itself. Which is, to, which is a legitimate hurdle. <laughs> it, well, it is definitely a legitimate hurdle and one that's changing all the time. And, it, you know, it gives people tons and tons of headache, of course. Um, but in the proverbial like iceberg analogy, I would say the technicalities um, is probably the stuff above the water, maybe the 20%. And it's the foundation and everything you lie that's below the water that's really going to make the technical aspects work of it. So, you know, if I was a, 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 an accountant, the 4M strategy without going too deep into it is understanding the 4Ms. It's market, message, magnet, and mechanism. So we always like to start with the market, and that's being very clear about the people that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying going beyond just like niche marketing. Right. Um, you know, we helped one of our clients who was in fact an accountant um, reposition herself as like a forensic accountant or a forensic auditor for you know uh, ten million dollar plus companies. Now, when she started out, she was literally just an accountant serving all people, trying to do all things. But understanding that who's the market I'm trying to serve and being very very specific about it, um, will definitely uh, it's the whole blue ocean strategy. It's find uncontested space. It's find an element of your marketplace that is underserved and underutilized, um, and go into there, and then you have a fighting chance of becoming an authority. Um, 
from the market standpoint, the next thing is the message. I believe that one's message is really what's going to allow them to stand out from everybody else. So if you're just saying the same old thing that everybody else is saying, I'm going to teach you how to grow your business. I'm going to save more money on your taxes. I'm a more respectable accountant and I have more years of service than the other guy. None of that is going to work. You need to get really, really clear on, I believe, two things, the what and the why part of your message. Um, the what is actually what you do or maybe the content and the why goes a little bit deeper uh, and not so much like Simon Sinek start with why, like why do I do what I do? Mm. I frankly think that nobody cares why I do what I do, but talking about the why of your ideal prospect, why do they do what they do and how can you match that goal? Um, and if you can craft marketing or narratives that speak right to them, then you're really you know off on the right track. The third M is magnet. And that's kind of the old school understanding of like a, uh, a lead magnet or mm -hmm. offering some sort of content in exchange for a lead. I believe if you're trying to sell something on Facebook, you're going to be in trouble. But if you, ch you choose to use Facebook as a lead generation strategy uh, where you can use gated or ungated content, um, but I, the idea is throw something out there that your ideal prospect wants, give it to them in exchange for a name and an email address or something like that, put them on a platform that you control, i.e. your autoresponder list or your CRM and then begin to nurture and build a relationship that way and then you have a fighting chance and lastly the last M is mechanism and that's the small part of the percentage of understanding okay well how does a quote unquote funnel work um, how does the tech the techno uh, the technical side of you know setting up bidding strategies and that sort of thing work with Facebook and if you can put all four of those together I think you have a real good chance of being able to establish yourself as an authority thus making marketing a lot lot easier so where are you seeing people making kind of the biggest mistakes with Facebook um, be it money time message, you know, any of those things. Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of different ways to look at this. One of the mistakes that I see over and over again, John, are people who feel like Facebook is the cure-all for a bad business. Um, it's like, I have this great, you know, the perception is as an entrepreneur, you're very attached to your business, and so you think you have the best things in sliced bread, but you have poor, you know, operations, poor sales process, and, and the analogy is, hey, if I just come to Facebook and I send a ton of people my way and I get huge exposure, that's going to solve all my problems. That is not going to solve any problem. It's probably going to make your problems worse. So Facebook is not the cure-all. It's just an amplifier. If you have a great business, it's going to make it better. If you have a great process, it's going to light it on fire. If you have a terrible process and a terrible you know, business, it's just going to put you into the grave that much quicker. Um, so I would see that as like kind of one major myth or mistake. I, I can go over a couple more if you want, John. Well, so 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 what you're really saying is if you know like if i were going to ask you what's the best way to get started on facebook you'd say you know fix your conversion funnel or fix your product or fix your service before you even think about it right yeah, I mean, very much so. I, I think it all starts from backwards forwards. I would say if you're looking to really get started, you know, think through the four M's I talked about, the message, uh, the market message magnet mechanism, and then look at, do I actually have a process that works? Yeah. Now, if the answer is yes, then Facebook's a great thing that you can use to light it on fire. If the answer is no, then maybe, and I, I use the word maybe strongly here, maybe Facebook is something you can utilize on very small tested budgets to be able to start creating those metrics or to mm -hmm. test your funnel to see if it works. But um, by no means should someone try to go balls in with it and think, okay, well, this is going to make everything work for me. So um, one of the things that you talked about uh, really 
really prior to us starting this interview is you wanted to, uh, you, you have your own methodology that um, you maybe you've touched on a little bit, but uh, I, I always like to unpack, you know, when people give these things, uh, you know, groovy names. Yeah. So uh, contextual congruence methodology. Right. So uh, explain uh, how that unfolds when it comes to Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, we were for anyone who's had, you know, been online or in the online marketing space for some time now has always been taught from years ago that content is king. Uh, the better the content you have, the more established you're going to be in your marketplace and really good content is going to drive your business. I found that in the last few years that that statement is no longer true. Uh, content is abundant. Uh, content can be had anywhere. Knowledge is no longer a commodity. I mean, no, it's no longer valuable because it's a commodity. I don't know the answer to any question, but I am three clicks away on my mobile phone from finding the answer to just about any question. So um, rather than saying content is now king, I say context is king. And by that, I mean, once you understand um, the context of the platform that you are utilizing and you know the rules within it and you know the behavior of the users on it, then and only then will you really be situated in a place where you can make things work. So if, if context is king, then I would say insight over information is really and and part of the term God, if you will, or it's it's kind of the pinnacle. It's it's much more valuable than anything else out there. So an example just to kind of breathe light into this is if me and you, John, were hanging out today, but we had a bunch of appointments coming up. Um, you know, in the morning, we were going to a wedding. Uh, in the afternoon, we were going to a funeral. Uh, after that, we were going to a dance party, and then we were going to a networking event. Now, it's me and you. The, the, me and, the people are the same. Me and you are going to each of these events. However, our behavior would be dictated by the actual context of the event. So we would act differently at a, at a funeral than we would at a wedding, than we would at a networking event, all because context is actually dictating behavior. Likewise, I think when people start to understand the context of Facebook being a social platform and then staying congruent to that context, uh, i.e. understand social behavior, social selling, you know, nurturing processes that you can't really sell on the platform, these types of things, then, you know, this is where we kind of coined the term contextual congruence, but then you'll be able to have the utilized work in your favor and really start to see the results that you're really going for. Well, I think another variable there too is, is that particularly when we're talking about the world of marketing or essentially of solving people's problems or getting them outcomes, you know, they come to the party in a different context. Right. So somebody who doesn't even know they have a problem yet is going to need a different context than somebody who is actually looking for somebody to solve the problem they've identified. Right. That, very good point. Yeah. You know, so the whole nother, like it becomes a matrix at that point. Right. So having said the, you know, I was halfway kidding about the getting started, you know, with Facebook uh, advertising, you know, to fix your, you know, fix your product. Um, so let's say we've done that. We've got our product or our process or our service or, and our message and some of the things that we think really uh, uh, are, are going to allow us to go out there and amplify that. Um, how, you know, how do you tell somebody, you know, here's how you should get started? Yeah. So again, if we're going to understand the idea of the kind of the market message magnet mechanism uh, idea, then I would think, well, first and foremost, you'd want to create a piece of content. Now, not just one, but if we're just getting started, let's start with one mm -hmm. uh, that we will identify as your magnet. Um, 
uh, start with a piece of content that you know that's going to help bring solution to a problem of your ideal prospect, that's going to scratch an itch, that's going to be insightful and not just information, and help establish you to build a relation with some with somebody. Now, when we talk about magnets, I have a whole like six-part formula on how to do that. But in short, think of a micro piece of content that you could provide to someone in your ideal marketplace that's going to help them get some sort of a, a measurable and a tangible result in a short amount of time. Once you have that piece, then the next thing is to establish a web property, i.e. an opt-in page or a blog post that's going to deliver that content to the masses. And so obviously we want to drive our ads somewhere. This would be the page that we're driving them to. It's either a traditional opt-in page that makes a promise in exchange for a name and an email address or more of these newer types of opt-in pages where it's a blog post with some content with much more of a softer ask at the end of it to say, hey, if you want part two or if you want the continuous or if you want the templates that go along yeah, with this. Kind of the, the, um, the upgrade approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the upgrade approach. Then you'd want to create that page and making sure it's working. <laughs> uh, once you have that page, then your next step is obviously to create the messaging or the narrative, i.e. the ad, um, in a very specific way. And again, we have a whole formula around that. But to, to write an ad that's compelling enough to grab the attention of your ideal prospect, then to communicate to them in a way that builds instant rapport and, and creates a little bit of a hook and then provide some sort of a call to action to say, hey, well, if you, you want more of this, I've got this report or I've got this great piece of content or I've got whatever for this video for you to see, click here and go read it. So we kind of start backwards to forwards, start with who we're trying to reach, then create a messaging around that, then the magnet, then put up a page that offers that magnet. And then finally, at the end of it all, we're going to create the ad that's going to act as that bridge between our message and our market um, and put that out on the Facebook platform. So where, Nicholas, can people find um, more information? I know you've written about uh, the various methods and formulas uh, that you uh, have alluded to today. Where can people find more? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that they can do. So number one, I mean, if you're just looking to find out more about me and maybe read a couple of blog posts or something like that, uh, nicholaskuzmich.com. So N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-K-U-S-M-I-C-H.com is kind of where most of my stuff lives. Um, but also I've, uh, I, I have this video that I've created because most of my training is not actually public, John. I mean, a lot of the t training and teaching that we do is kind of behind closed doors in high-level mastermind groups. But what mm -hmm. I've done is I've kind of uh, uh, compilated the, the best 40 minutes of content that I usually do in one or two day uh, high-end mastermind groups. And I've compilated into like a 40 minute training that covers, you know, in much more in depth, a lot of what we're talking about today. And if someone's interested in that, they can get that at Nick's blog, N-I-C-S-B-L-O-G.com slash secret. Now, admittingly, that's an opt-in page, but that'll just give you uh, an opportunity where you can say, yes, I want this information. I'll, uh, the email system will send it right out to you for you to consume it. And that will give you kind of much more of a high, higher level step-by-step uh, -step process of what we use to make. Facebook ads work for us and all of our clients. Awesome. Well, Nicholas, thanks so much for sharing your information and story and time. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out there on the road. Absolutely. Thanks, John. It's an absolute pleasure.
This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.